She's passionate about helping you become the best mama you can be and is pulling back the curtain on experts' advice for every area of our lives, from eating for wellness, the best advice for littles, fashion and style, and everything in between. Get ready to get real. This is Not Your Mama's Podcast with your host, Christina Franci. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. The title of this episode is called Eyes Through a Neonatal Doctor and So Many Babies. In this episode, we are speaking with Susan Landers, who is who has been a neonatalist for over 35 years and a mother to three children. Dr. Susan Landers thrived in the incredibly demanding environment of the NICU, and she managed to postpone burnout until the end of her career. While caring for sick newborns and critically ill premature babies, she often worked more than 60 hours per week. There are so many ethically challenging causes that troubled her. And at the end of her career, her physical and emotional exhaustion ballooned. Dr. Landers shares the signs of burnout, how it impacts our long-term health and relationships, and ways to recover from it. Susan, it's such an honor to have you on. I'm really excited about this episode. Can you give the audience a little bit more about your background and how you got to where you are today? Oh, sure. Thanks, Christina. It's wonderful to be able to talk with you today. Mm-hmm. I practiced medicine for 34 years in the uh, NICU, neonatology, uh, neonatal intensive care unit. I also, while working full time, raised three children. I'm married to a physician, also a pediatrician, and he helped me tremendously. And together, we both worked full-time and raised our children while we were working. I loved my job, even though there were times when it was intensive. Uh, Taking care of critically ill infants requires quite a bit of serious focus, attending high-risk deliveries. Uh, requires emergency care and skills that you use uh, at the drop of a hat. Mm -hmm. And I really love getting to know the families, the parents of babies who were sick in the NICU. I could be at the delivery of a baby born four months early and take care of that little baby for four or five months in the hospital, get to know the parents, and then be there to happily discharge the baby home with mom and dad. It really was a very rewarding career. It was very fulfilling. I enjoyed every minute of it. I mean, there were plenty of times that I worked too many hours, Mm -hmm. uh, took too much call. And I think a lot of physicians are feeling this now, and they felt it especially during the throes of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, when it, it caught up with me when I was a bit older, and I noticed that I was physically overwhelmed and exhausted all the time. I was emotionally overwhelmed. I would go home and tell my husband, I just can't stand this anymore. I dreaded going to work and I had never felt that way. Mm-hmm. I began to be very negative mm-hmm. and develop a cynical attitude. And then finally, Christina, the thing that was so 
different was that I felt like I wasn't making a difference. And so when physicians lose that sense of agency, of working towards someone, of making a difference, being fulfilling, that's a sure sign that burnout has occurred. Yeah. I was taking too much call. I was working too many hours. I was away from home. My children were all grown then when I was doing that. And so, you know what I did to recover? I changed my practice hours. I cut down to part time. I changed my practice location, uh, a low risk labor and delivery service. And I began to focus on myself. I began to have lunch with friends and talk and laugh. I began to take piano lessons. It was so fun to concentrate on music. I began to read more and do some needlework. That was an old hobby of mine. Mm -hmm. I also got into therapy. I admit that I used a psychotherapist to help me sort through all the issues that I was dealing with. And it was very helpful. I think that uh, um, the road to recovery after burnout can be really tough Mm -hmm. for doctors and nurses. So for any of your listeners that are doctors or nurses or know doctors or nurses, please be gentle and encourage them to talk about their feelings. Yeah. They love what they do. They love healing and giving and caring for others. And sometimes they don't know, like I didn't, that it's really escalating and balling up and it's going to consume them. And that's what burnout felt like to me. It took me about two years to feel better. And then I was ready to retire. Yeah. (laughs) So. I was, I suffered through burnout. There was a time in my life that I could adjust and refocus on myself and recover. Now, some of the healthcare providers, nurses and doctors who are still working, probably got burned out during the pandemic. Yeah. And they may be having a hard time deciding what they need to do, should they cut their hours, should they change their practice location, the very best thing they can do, the best advice I can give them is to talk to someone. Yeah. Talk to a colleague, talk to a friend. It is so helpful. Um, We all forget to take care of ourselves when we're busy. Mm -hmm. And if you're a workaholic like I was, Uh, And if you're married to your job, like I was, you really can get consumed. And I think the pandemic probably hit some healthcare workers harder than we may realize. So that would be my advice. I want them to talk to somebody and get some help sorting through the issues. Yeah, um, we can't do it alone. We always need help right. and guidance. And it's always nice to have an outside perspective kind of looking in at the problems because we can internalize them and our little gremlin in our head can start spiraling off to so many different avenues that isn't the right avenue for us to get out of that rut or that burnout. 
So, right, right. And I definitely agree when the pandemic hit, I mean, I could not imagine being a healthcare worker during that time. It must've been super stressful, Mm. all the new protocols, the scariness of the unknown of the mm-hmm. brand new virus running through the world. Right. Um, right. And I really think that that's when a lot of people like you really took a step back to think about their life and how they're being overworked or, you know, I really right. need to focus on myself. And so the pandemic yeah. could have been a blessing and a curse at the same time. Yeah, hopefully it's a blessing in disguise for some people who take mm-hmm. advantage of of knowing that they got tipped over the edge and then they can start working on recovery. I was lucky because when I retired, I had lots of free time and I could start writing my book. Yes. I wrote a book called So Many Babies, and it tells the stories of lots of my NICU patients and their parents who were very inspiring, very courageous. Uh, some were in the unit with their baby six months. I think I had one that was in there eight months. And I tell those stories to let other parents know that life is just so precious. Mm-hmm. And some people really get belt, dealt a bad hand. They may have a premature baby or a baby with a birth defect or twins and lose one. Um, It just is a problem for about 10% of people who deliver babies, their baby will be sick enough or premature and need intensive care. So I wanted to tell those stories so that other people could appreciate how hard those parents work to be present for their babies, to work with the nurses and doctors to help their children heal. Um, I read on Instagram a lot about NICU warriors and moms telling the stories of their NICU babies. And so my book has lots of stories like that in it. I also wrote stories about my own life being a working mother. You know, lots of women right now are working mothers we're struggling. We are trying to do everything. It is, you know, you have to take care of the kids. You have to be responsive to your spouse or partner. You have to do a good job at work. We've just finished remote work. We've just finished schooling our own children when many of us didn't know how to do that. And we've been pushed to the brink too. And working mother burnout it's not like healthcare burnout, but it is a form of burnout. Mm-hmm. Working mother burnout can affect a lot of us. We get grouchy. We yell at our kids. We don't want to do anything. We don't want to talk to our husband. We're sick of our job. There are just so many aspects of working mother burnout that I want your listeners to think about. How do we over? I've actually de- How do we overcome it? Well, I'm so glad you asked. The main way to overcome working mother burnout is to make a list of all your priorities, decide which ones are the most important. This kid, this kid, this husband, this job, this part of your job. And then you take your list and you put yourself on the top of the list. 
Who are your most important priority when you're a working mother? If you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of everybody else who's depending on you. 100%. I learned this the hard way in my 40s. In my 40s, I was doing everything for everybody. We had moved. My husband had a new job. I had a new job. The kids were all in school, two different schools, and it was just nerve-wracking, and I just got more and more intense, and as I worked more and more and took care of more things, I felt less fulfilled as a mom and as a worker, so I think the things that moms would recognize are feeling satisfied in their work, not feeling fulfilled wondering where the joy was and taking care of their kids. I mean, we love our kids. Mm-hmm. If we're, if we discover ourselves yelling at our children, that's not our intention. It's never our intention. Some situation has occurred and that's a red flag for us to go, Oh my God, what am I doing? What's going on here? What's really the issue? And, and how am I handling this? I think that women can talk to other working mothers. Mm-hmm. I've, but, the, but the main thing, Christina, for them to do when they feel burnout is to take care of themselves. Yeah. Exercise, sleep, maybe meditation, maybe yoga, um, a gratitude journal, all those things. Sometimes they sound so corny, but some of them are very effective. They work. And different people. Yes, they work, and different people find different methods to be effective. Hey, friends, I hope you are enjoying this week's episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. This podcast would not be possible if it wasn't for the support of you, my wonderful community. To support your mama's podcast, please click the support link right down below, and you can donate just as little as 99 cents. Also, follow me in the Shop Like to Know It app where you can follow me with all my exclusive content all the way from baby products I love, fashion and style, and everything in between. Now let's get back to the episode. I was an exercise nut. I still am. And so I always use exercise as a main way to to blow off stress. Other people may prefer walking. You know, now we know that that getting out in nature in the sunshine is really good for our mood. And exercise is good for our mood. And there are ways to exercise with children. There are ways that families can take care of and mom too at the same time. So, you know, and there are lots of things out there on the internet. There are lots of coaches who are talking about self-care for working moms. I know you talk about it. It's such an important issue if a mom is feeling defeated, if she's dreading her work, if she's sick of her kids, if her husband's gotten on her last nerve, that's a burnout mom. And that's a mother who's got to stop, step back and figure out how to take care of herself. Exactly. I mean, that's one of the whole reasons why I started this podcast is because... I was feeling a little burnt out, unsatisfied, like what's my purpose? Um, I've always been a working uh, person, but then when I had my first son, I ended up staying home. I never thought of myself as a stay-at-home mom, but that's just 
I was blessed to be able to do that. And Mm -hmm. I'm really curious for my own journey, like how can I get to where I want to go? How can I be more fulfilled? And I love speaking with people like you because it really educates me. And I feel like I'm on this journey with my audience. You know, we're, we're trying to figure it all out together and we aren't alone. And this is an open discussion and it's great to be real and honest. And thinking about, you know, a little bit earlier, we're talking about sometimes babies are in the NICU for about six months and mm-hmm. you get that moment of gratification to, they, they get to take their baby home. Finally, it just really makes my heart melt. And Aww. it really, I don't know. I almost started crying. I, I would oh, love, oh, it is wonderful. Love, I know it's such a fulfilling job and I just couldn't imagine. And how gratifying is that to be able to save a life and bring it home? You're so precious. And, you know, I've been blessed that I've had healthy kids. I didn't have to experience the NICU, but there are so many women out there that do. And it really takes a strong person to go through that because you're just like, baby. When am I going to be able to take mom? So, right. You know, I was shopping the other day um, at the mall. I ran in to get something. And this gorgeous middle-aged lady said, are you Dr. Landers? And I turned and looked at her and said, yes. She said, oh my God, you took care of my son, Gabe. And she told me her, her name and his last name. I went, oh, I remember him. He really had really bad chronic lung disease. He was in the hospital seven or eight months. She said, yes, it was seven and a half months and it was horrible, but you helped me through the whole thing. And, you know, we hugged and we caught up and she turned to the sales lady and she said, this woman saved my son's life. I was so touched. I know. I'm like crying so, right now. Tears <laughs> in my eyes. It's so touching. <laughs> I mean, really, right in the middle of the department store. And it was so it meant so much to her. And it meant a lot to me to think back about what we had been through with her son. And you know what? He was graduating from high school. He was going to college. She pulled out his graduation announcement and showed it to me. And he's this wonderful senior in high school. And I thought, oh my God, he was such a sick baby. And so anytime you can feel like you make a difference, that is so crucial to being a good human, I think. Doctors and nurses are lucky because they can make a difference. But a lot of us have jobs where we can also make a difference, maybe in other ways, but we still make a difference. Like you're making a difference with your podcast, Christina. You're talking to other young women about all of these issues, and that is clearly making a difference. Yeah. You should feel good about what you're doing. Yeah, no, I do. I, I just want to help inspire other women and let them know that they aren't alone in their journeys. And right, you can go after that dream. You know, I talk everything from self-development, um, nutrition, right. advice for littles and just everything in between. And um, if I can just inspire one person, I feel like I've done my job. But um, oh, I'm good. definitely not on your level that, I mean, life and oh. families is like 
it like makes me super choked up. <laughs> it's oh, oh, you're sweet. I tell you, I have I have a free checklist for burnout for working moms. If your listeners go to my website, susanlandersmd.com forward slash burnout, it'll take them to a free checklist. There are about 24 items. It's really quick. It only takes about five minutes. It might give some of your listeners a good way to sort of say, am I just stressed or am I all the way burnt out? So I recommend that for your listeners. Um, I talk a lot about working mother burnout on my Instagram page at Dr. Susan Landers. And I really do, like you, I want to help younger working mothers get through this difficult time that they're going through. It is really hard to juggle raising children and having jobs. It's really hard to do that. I mean, you cannot do two things at once. Yeah. And we try and we try and we you just can't. The best you're going to do is kind of be off balance and then write it up and then you tip the other way and you're off balance and then you write it again. Um, I like to think of it as juggling more than balancing because most of the time you've got several things in the air and you're not catching everything. You're only catching one or two things, but I really mean it. Working moms have a hard job and moms with special need kids have a hard job. Moms with a baby in the NICU. Oh my God. If you know a mom like that, please give her a hug, take her to lunch talk to her. She is struggling so much. She is so scared to death. Yeah. And I just want your listeners to really have a soft spot in their heart for moms who have a baby in the NICU. Yeah, no, that's all really great, Dr. Susan Landers. So I have four questions I ask all my first time guests. And my first question to you is who and what inspires you? I was um, in high school working for a medical record librarian at the general hospital, and she was master's trained, master's level trained, and she took a liking to me and took me to all these meetings with hospital administrators and doctors, and so I kind of got a sense of what it was a little bit like to be a doctor in the hospital the next summer, I got a job working in the operating room, and it was so fun. The surgeons would let me look at stuff and hold retractors, and I just was inspired by these people who were doing surgery in my small town general hospital. So that's how I got interested in medicine. <laughs> okay. I love that story. And then the second question <laughs> is, what is something you wished you knew when you were younger? I wish I knew when I was younger that I needed to take care of me, Mm -hmm. not some of the time, but all the time, that I needed to talk about my feelings with my husband and let him know if I was unhappy, not expect him to read my mind, but tell him how I felt Mm -hmm. and then say, here's what's going on. And I need to take care of me and ask for his help. It took me a long time to figure that out. I, I think I was too stubborn to admit that I needed help. Yeah, <laughs> we can all be that way. <laughs> like I yeah, got sometimes, it all, superwoman, yeah. but even superwoman needs right. <laughs> um, You're right. So my third question is, what's the essential part of your daily routine? 
Well, right now, my daily routine involves some form of exercise, either strength training or Pilates or yoga. I love to walk. I used to be a runner, but I can't run anymore. So I love to get outside and walk. It's a little hard to do in Texas at 109 degrees, but oh, getting like outdoors. Ten here in Vegas in the summer. So. Oh, terrible. <laughs> what whatever what my daily routine starts. Well, I read in the morning while I'm uh, drinking my coffee, but I start my day after that with exercise, some kind of exercise. Perfect. And the best advice you've ever received. Oh, the best advice I ever receive. I love to share with other mothers. It is learn to say no. It's the hardest thing and the best thing you will ever learn to do. And there are easy ways to do it. You can say, oh, that doesn't really work for me right now. Or, wow, that's a great idea, but I can't do it right now. Let me think about it. Um, come at me next time. Uh, I just don't think I can, or you can just be brave and say, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I think learning to say no is the best advice that I can give for busy working mothers. Yeah. Setting boundaries and sticking mm -hmm. up for yourself. Right. Well, Dr. Susan, it was so wonderful having you on. If anyone wants to connect with her, I have all of her links down below in the show notes. Don't be shy. Reach out, grab her book. <laughs> and um, do you have any last words before we say bye today? I want the, your listeners to grab the checklist, too. I think oh, that will help some people. Yeah. Right, right. Thank you so much. This has been fun. All right. Thank you so much. And I hope to see you guys in the next one. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you in the next one.